0: Hey, you're listening to the Prime Culture Podcast. This Prime Culture is for the dreamers, the schemers, and the believers. We're here to introduce a whole new generation to the abundant life. We're here for the prime of our lives. Hey, welcome back to the Prime Culture Podcast. Uh, Hey, for everyone who's been either watching on YouTube or listening on podcast platforms, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I recently found out, Jared, that... uh, it's not Apple iTunes anymore. I got corrected by a, by a Gen Z, oh. my Gen Z host, yeah, who, who usually is on here. Uh, but uh, Andrew Funk, shout out, uh, Andrew Fung, he corrected me a couple of weeks ago, and I said, hey, well you can listen to the podcast on Apple iTunes, and he's like, hey, Pastor Cruz, Bro. that was uh, circa 2006, <laughs> and I was like, dude, I was listening to Nelly on the Apple <laughs> iTunes, too. <laughs> I was still buying MP3s. Right. <laughs> um, so Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, actually it's only on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple. Um, but thank you guys for, for rocking with us, being a part of uh, the content. It's really, really cool that we get to share this time with you guys. This is really special today. Really, really special because we are live and in the room with about close to about 100 of our friends from Prime Culture. Let me hear y'all one time. <laughs> Super excited! Uh, We are. It's a Friday night. We're downtown and we're we're catching and capturing the podcast live. And we've got a really special guest with us (laughs) tonight, man. We're. It's always, always, always super great to have uh, one of our lead pastors on the podcast with us. Um, Pastor Jared Neiman is in the room with us tonight. Yes, sir. Hey, thanks for sharing your Friday night with us. Glad to be here. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. Uh, You doing good? I am feeling good. Feeling good. What'd you work out today?
1: Oh, pu- pu- push and pull. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was the title: push and push pull. push and pull. So, I did hinge and squat. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: I know. I did these. I've like I. So I used to laugh at Diana because she does like these. They're called curtsies, where like it's like a little curtsy squat, or, right? And I'd be like, Pff. I was like, what a girl, right? So today I had to do these curtsy step downs off a box, mm. dude my booty cheeks right here. now are like yeah. i'm feeling it
1: you are never making fun of her not again. ever again yeah.
0: not ever again not ever again man but uh hey well i'm so glad you're here today we're really we've been, we've been really excited to have you on thanks it's um, great to be here and so uh so we're talking we're talking young adult vision young adult life you know the goal of the podcast you guys is to give you a platform where you can come and draw from, and hopefully you'll hear something that helps you in your life get further faster than we did, right? Um, I'll tell you what, if I had access to some of the stuff that we're processing in giving to you in your early to mid-20s, maybe late 20s, 30s, somewhere in there, if I had access to that when I was 22, 23, Oh oh my gosh. Right? Um, But at Prime Culture, we feel the responsibility and the accountability to you all to say this, look, we're going to steward your generation. We're gonna care for your generation in such a way that what took us too long to learn, we'll get that to you so you can get further faster. That's the goal. If we do our job well, you'll get there further faster, and then you'll be able to start making a difference and hitting strides and rhythm in your life before, you know, sooner than we did. That's the goal, right? Um, and so that's why the podcast matters. That's why the content matters. That's why Culture Night matters, right? Sh- yeah. Shout out, shameless plug, Culture Night is happening October 29th, Friday, 8 p.m., Abundant Eastside Church. It's gonna be phenomenal. Give me a good amen if you believe amen. that. Yeah. Awesome, so listen. This season at, at Prime Culture, we've been leaning into how we put Jesus over everything, right? That's been, that's been the goal of the content and just having Jesus be over everything. And one of the things that we did this, this season that we're really, really proud of is we didn't want just Jesus, we didn't want Jesus just to be over everything on a Friday night. We wanted you guys and we wanted the culture to have the ability to have Jesus over your community also right? And so shout out to our circles. We launched Prime Circles. Okay. All right. By a show of hands, Who's in a circle? Let me see. Who's in a circle? Oh, wow. I love it. Who's not in a circle? Don't raise your hands. But make sure tonight, listen, make sure tonight you join a circle. I think most of our circle leaders are here tonight, okay? If you wanna know more about circles, find someone with a black badge. We'll get you connected. Circles are intended to help you live life and live this culture that we're talking about in a re- in on, on a regular basis, not just once a month or not just maybe once a weekend, but for you to have a life-giving community, right? And Jared, here's why circles matter and this is this is the the how we got to the content of our talk tonight. Um, the last couple of weeks of circles, you know, I've I've gotten an opportunity to connect with our circle leaders and just ask them and say, hey, you know, what's been what's been what have, what have been some major themes that have come out of it, right? Like what's going on in young adult life, and obviously there's a lot of things that are happening, but one of the things that really emerged that um, I wanted I wanted to make sure we spoke to um, was there's a sense from what I from what I could gather, there's a sense of like angst or anxiety or uncertainty, right? Um, when it comes to how to make decisions for life, mm. right? Um, and I'm getting a lot of nods in the room, like, yes, yes, there is. Um, like, even, even, and it's not even like, how do I make the, how do I make the right decision? I don't know if it's a right decision. It's like, I know there are two things that are, that are good, even between choosing, between two very good things that align with God's word, I still wanna know how I make good decisions in my life, right, and what I wanted us to do, Jared, is, is talk a little bit about this is how. This is how we make good decisions. You know, I love that about our church, bro, right, that we don't just tell you like, hey, God wants you to have a good life. We say, no, this is how you live, this is how you live that good life, and our goal in our conversation together tonight is to give you some handles, some tools, some, some utilities to be able to say, okay, this is how I can make have good decision-making in my life, right? So obviously, we always draw from the Scripture. We draw from the Word. Um, we're not just motivational speakers, right? We're ministers of the Gospel. We, we teach the Word of Jesus, and so for your reference tonight, I see a lot of journals and Bibles in the room tonight. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Hey, hey notes. Uh, I know
1: they took notes of your intro. I, <laughs> <It's>
0: like, <laughs> um, and and listen, if you're if you're listening or watching, you know, I, I'd encourage you to do the same thing. You know, some of you listen to this while you're working out, and that's awesome. Some of you listen to this on your commute. I would encourage you to also like carve out a a piece of time where you can actually listen to it intently, uninterrupted, where you can take some notes. I promise you there are going to be some things that we talk about throughout the course of this conversation and the podcast season that you're going to want to take notes on, yeah? Um, But we're going to reference a portion of scripture, okay? It's 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22 and 23. Now, let me give you some context on this scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22 and 23. I'm going to be reading out of the Amplified version. Um, so real quick, if you ask, hey, Cruz, what's your favorite um, version of the Bible currently? Right now, it's the Amplified version. I feel like it's like, um, it helps me cheat. You know what I'm saying? Like it, like, you can, I feel like I can almost preach just reading the scripture, yeah. you know? I'm um,
1: preaching from the Amplified on Sunday. Yeah, it's like, so well, that did all the work for me. That did Thank all you. the
0: work for me. <laughs> yep, I love it. Um, now, before we read the scripture, I want to give you a perspective as to who the players are here, okay? Um, it's the book of Timothy, why? Because it's a letter of counsel and instruction written from a spiritual father, a spiritual mentor, a spiritual... A pastor, really, a guy named Paul, you guys familiar with the Apostle Paul, right? He's writing to his young protege named Timothy. Now, I love Timothy and Paul's relationship because Paul was called not to the nice and neat suburban young adults, right, which praise God for suburbia, but he was called to guys like Timothy who were born to a single mother, he was mixed race, his father was Jewish, we never hear about him, his mom was Samaritan, and like she was what you call a Gentile, and uh, many scholars believe that Timothy was an illegitimate son of a Jewish man who wouldn't claim him, right? Because it was not just against religious law, but it was just against society, and it was, it was racism. They, they hated each other. The Jews and the Samaritans hated each other right? So think of the nuances of, I don't have a father figure. I'm, 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 too, I'm too Samaritan to fit in with my Jewish family, and I'm too Jewish to fit in with my Samaritan family. I've got an identity crisis. I'm trying to figure it out. And in all of that tension, I feel the call of God on my life. Right? incredible how the Bible has a voice for every context, every generation, right? And so I love, I love, love, love how Paul instructs his young star pupil. And that's what we're going to be drawing from. So that's, that's the picture I want you to have in your mind, right, is, a, is essentially a conversation like this, yeah. right? like someone who's walked the faith, lived the life, speaking to someone who's coming behind him, who, he, who we see a ton of potential in, we see a ton of value in, and we want to make sure you have what you need in order to succeed, right? So that's the context here. So when I read the portion of scripture, that's the heart I want you to feel. I want you to l- listen through, like, the, like hear it through the ears of like a child hearing from their father, or a young adult hearing from a mentor. Does that make sense? That's how I want you to interpret it and filter it and just kind of place yourself cognitively in that position.
1: I think it's so important to, to recognize how much Paul loved Timothy. Because when you read the two letters that he wrote to him, but when you read all the writings, Timothy is mentioned all the time. All the
0: time. My son in the faith.
1: Right. Yeah. And Paul, Paul mentored a lot of people. But it is blatantly obvious, he loved Timothy. His favorite, Timothy. it was his favorite. And uh, I mean, Luke was ob- obviously a, a, a steady companion with Paul, and he carried on the gospel yep. for Paul, and yep. he wrote a lot of, when, when Paul got old, he wrote out, literally wrote Paul's words yep. for him. Uh, but he loved Timothy. And when you get to Timothy, it gets real blunt and real straightforward, But you have to understand that people who love you will tell you the right thing because they love you. That's so good. And they will tell you what you need to hear.
0: That is so good. It
1: might not always be what you want to hear. (laughs) It it may not be what makes you happy in the moment. Absolutely. uh, And it may not play to your... Preferences. (laughs) Preferences. But when you have a trust-built relationship... Yeah where there's yeah. mutual honor and respect, Absolutely. you can say whatever you need to say Absolutely. because both people understand. If you're saying that to me, it's because you have my best intentions Absolutely, in my-
0: And there's trust and honor.
1: There's trust and right? honor. There's right. trust
0: and honor. And so I love that you said that, right? Because I mean, pa- Paul loves him enough to be honest. To be honest. La- Paul loves him enough to say, hey, all those other guys are acting a certain way, but not you you got a bunch of these little wildlings in your generation, but not, but not you. As a matter of fact, we won't, we won't read it, but I'll give you the paraphrase. Three or four verses before verse 22, Paul says, in a great house, there are many vessels. He's talking about the, the house of faith, yep. the family of God. And he says, there are many vessels, many, many vessels in, in a great house. There are vessels of gold, vessels of silver, vessels of wood, vessels of clay. Vessels for honor and vessels for dishonor, right? And so if you're listening to what Paul is saying, he's saying, look, we all belong to the house. What Jesus did for us, he brought us from the outside into the the inside. We were outsiders, now we belong to the house, right? And so Jesus takes away any kind of disqualification. However, when you're in the house, there is a choice you're going to have to make, Timothy, about what kind of vessel you're going to be. And and we all have different makeups. Some are gold, some are silver, some are earth, some are clay. However, you have one of two choices. You're in the house, but what are you going to be? Are you going to be a vessel of honor or a vessel of dishonor? You're in the house. Nothing will disqualify you from it. But what works through you either honors God or doesn't. And Paul draws that line that sharp. And he says, Timothy, as for you, this is who you're going to be. And this is what you're going to do. And this is how you're going to live your life. And so tonight, I'm speaking to us, and I'm speaking to everyone who's listening, as a born-again, blood-bought, redeemed child of God. I can't speak for every other house, but I feel like I can speak for our house. Prime culture, we're called to be vessels of honor. Okay? And so he says, here's how you do it. Here's how you live a life that honors God. Verse 22, he says, I want you to run away from youthful lust. Pursue righteousness. Righteousness faith, love, and peace with those believers who call on the Lord out of a pure heart but have nothing to do with foolish and ignorant speculations, useless disputes over unedifying, stupid controversies since you know that they produce strife and give birth to quarrels. Here we go. So he starts off and says, okay, here we go. Well, look, I want to live a life that honors God. Can I tell you that I think this is why a lot of us feel pressure to say, I want to do the right thing. I want to make the right decision. I want to go the right way, right? Do you remember what it was like when you were choosing the direction (laughs) of your life when you were 23, 24?
1: Oh my God, yeah, I do. Yeah, and it was a real struggle. (laughs) The struggle was real? It was, it was, wow. I was so messed up. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I was messed up on on a deep level. Wow. Like with addiction, with some mental, emotional stuff coming out of those things. I knew, I knew deep, hidden somewhere in my heart that I was supposed to be where I am now. Mm. And absolutely not one part of me wanted to do it. Wow. Not one ounce of wow. my flesh wanted to Dude, live that's that life.
0: That's like, because that's, that's a interesting place to be. I, I have a similar, I, I know exactly, exactly what you're talking about. Like I know I'm supposed to be that. Right. I know, I know I'm called to that. I know, I know, like I can't deny that, but I don't want to be that.
1: I didn't want to be it. I
0: don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to go that
1: way. Yep.
0: How'd you get there? <laughs> like we'll get to the scripture We'll unpack the scripture But like
1: Oh man So um Honestly I think I, I don't know how to explain it all So My mom I think the Holy Spirit Revealed to my mom What was going on in my life And mm. I came to visit And she walked in my room one night And she said You're doing these things in your life And I was like Wow. Who called you?
0: And there's something about a mom that
1: prays. like, like. Because there was no social media back then. So it was like
0: <laughs> How you know my story? Like, How you know? <laughs> oh I forgot to block you on that post. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Yo, who which, saw me and took a picture? Which is so funny, right? Because it's like there are times where like I'm, I'm scrolling Instagram and I'm like, you know, the pastors look at this, right? right? Like, you like, see us, right? like, you know, the pastors <laughs> looking like, at this. Like, you know, I right? follow you, bro. And then we, te- we we'll text people. I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing? Like, and they get salty at us. I'm like, bro, you, you big dum-dum, you posted it. You posted it, like. <laughs> Why y'all, I'm all oh mad, why y'all in my business? Dude, like, no, you, you why like, you share? Why don't we, don't, we don't
1: need to see right, all that. Like you tagged me in one post and then the next <laughs> one was that. For real, <laughs> like, 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 come on, bro. Like, come on, you bro. You called me to look at it. <laughs> so, um, wow. Uh, so that was like a month before I was actually graduating and I was living in Austin and uh, the economy had caved. We were in a recession. And the job that I had lined up fell through. Mm. And I was just sitting there thinking to myself, my goodness, what, are, what am I gonna do? And I was scared of the addiction. yeah, Cause I knew if I didn't quit it, I was gonna die. yeah, Cause I smoked heavily and I mean, you're gonna die. Like at some point it's gonna kill you. Right. And so um, I thought, okay, well, maybe if you like move to El Paso, you can at least stop this. And you know, then when the economy gets better, you can move back. So then my mom manufactured a job for me cause it was her <laughs> church. So she was like, well, what was your first job? You can teach, I taught at the school, uh, for two classes. I was the basketball coach. I, I was not good at it, <laughs> but thank you. Uh, I, then I did office work, and uh, so, like, I ran. We, we started a, a thing called Relevant Ministries. I remember. And then I oversaw, like, the follow-up on the building project we were in. So I had, like, four different jobs that equaled a job. And I, for two years, I looked for a job because I didn't want to stay here. I did not want to be here. To tell you the truth, I barely like loved God. Wow. I believed in, I mean, I right. believed in Jesus, right. right. but like, I just wasn't interested. Right. And I was here, um, I was still messed up. I would leave anytime I could to go party and I would leave town. And um, I think my mom believed with all her heart, just kind of in osmosis. If I can just keep him here, eventually he'll catch it. And at some point I remember thinking, okay, Jared, stop. Yeah. Stop. And it was in that following period of time that I began to have influence in our church. I was still very young, but you know me. I can't help but do things. And so I started taking over little things and I would watch my mom, how she would lead and I would, I would sit next to her in meetings. I would watch her take notes. I would see how she would handle things. And then I just went alongside her and I would tell her, I'll handle that for you. I'll take care of it. You, and especially when there was difficult things, I was like, you don't handle it. You're the senior pastor. I'll go do it. If I'll go be the bad guy like I'll, I'll go handle that i'll make that phone call for you 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 don't have to do it tell me what you want me to say yeah and so i just started gleaning from her in her in her leadership um and then some people retired and in that moment i knew i had a choice to make the founders of the church that founded it with they retired and uh, i knew at that point i knew my mom would put me in a leadership role. And so I was standing in church one day and I said, all right, Lord. Um, okay, I'll start serving you. Wow. And in, in that time, I really started trying to get my life right. And I mean, I had already been here for a few years. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, uh, and I just started trying to get my life right. And so then I really started focusing on, okay, What's going to be the vision of my life? Who are you going to be right. as a man? Right. And uh, what are your values going to be? And are your values going to lead you to a place right. that you want to live in? Right. And in that time period, I was still single and I just started making changes and I realized I couldn't do it all overnight. Uh, but I started yeah. and I really started allowing my dad to be a voice in my life, uh, not just as the pastor on Sunday, but in my life. I started correcting some things that many of you all have heard me talk about in church, things I've corrected. It was all part of that process. Um, And a lot of it comes out of these scriptures. You know, obviously there's Deuteronomy, right? I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life. right? And I just started choosing life. I just, yeah. it's like, okay, you yeah. know? And then I met Carla, and she was the one that pushed me to finally end everything. Yeah. And uh, the last day I smoked was the morning we got married. I quit that morning. <laughs> That's crazy. 28 years old. That's crazy. That's she told crazy. me, I love this. You, yeah. You, I will not marry you if you're still smoking. So you can smoke until the day we get married and you quit. And I remember thinking, do I love her enough? And do I love myself enough yeah. to go through two weeks of struggling, you know? Yeah. And uh, the answer was yes. So yeah,
0: That's incredible. I think, I think what's, really, um, what's really powerful about the story is that you went from um, literally what Paul is telling Timothy here. Look, don't live a life of lust. Now, if, you're ta- if we're going to take notes, because we, we, we're going we're to guide this conversation along with the context of this scripture, right? So right when Paul tells Timothy, uh, he starts off by saying, hey, flee, move away from youthful lust, right? Lust is not just sexual, okay? Love is, lust is not just this, these sexual impulses. Um, as, as, we, as, as I was just kind of like working through this scripture for our time together, um, lust literally means this, an unbridled, or an, so an unbridled, think of a wild horse, right? A runaway horse, a horse that's never been saddled, that's never had a bit in its mouth that, you know, you can't really do anything with it, right? It's, it's got all the power, but because it's, it cannot be controlled, no one can use that, the power that's in that horse, Right? So that's what unbridled mean. Unbridled, ungoverned, undisciplined desires, impulses, and emotional states. Right? And he uses the word youthful. So he says, I want you, I want you to run away from like deliberately start moving away from youthful lust. The word youthful isn't doesn't necessarily mean immature. I was sharing this with Pastor Jared this morning. I think this is brilliant. This, this term youthful this is the only place in the New Testament that it's used once in this in this place. It literally means the impulses that come from new situations the impulses, the desires and the emotions that come from new situations. Think about it. I, rem- I remember when I when it, it occurred to me when I was like I left home at 17. Right, so when it occurred to me, like, no one's checking on me. Like, I don't have to call my mom. I remember when it occurred to me, like, I can do whatever I want. I'll tell you what, lust rose up real quick. And it wasn't just like, you know, that kind of lust. It was like, oh, I could do what, like, I could eat whatever I want. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could go, I could stay up till four in the morning. I could do whatever I want. But how many of y'all know that that was literally unbridled, undisciplined, Uncompletely checked, completely unchecked, ungoverned desires, impulses, and emotions. And think about your young adult state. Think, think about when coming into your 20s, going, going, going into your mid- mid-20s, all the new stuff that's coming, that's coming at you, all the new opportunities, all the new responsibilities, maybe some of the new pressures, maybe some of the new freedoms and liberties,
1: Relationships.
0: right? And think of the, the, all the different emotions that are all over the place, right? And, and for some of us, if I'm being honest, some of us need to get our life because just because you can doesn't mean you should. And that's literally what Paul is telling Timothy. And that's the decision you had to make yeah. and that we all had to make. At some point, it's like this. Okay, I can do this and live completely undisciplined completely just 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 un, unbridled ungoverned just be driven by my impulses be driven by my desires you know for some of us it may it, it may not even be a a again a sensual sexual thing for some of us it's like money
1: yeah
0: like for for i was just talking with with Isaac who's incredible about to get married sometime next year right i'm doing am i doing your wedding no. Oh, I'm not doing it. Oh no, we're not talking, fine. What, what? That's
1: like, <laughs> Never mind. edit that out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? And one, one of the things that I told Isaac, I was like, bro, look. And we, and we were just talking about like some, some entrepreneurial ideas that he has and some investment ideas that he has. And I said, bro, one of the things that I regret when I was younger was that I didn't, I didn't have sound, a sound financial voice in my life. I just didn't. And like, like money would come in and like, and so I like my, one of my first jobs right out of college, like, dude, I was like 24 and my base, my base salary was like 71 K a year plus bonuses. Right. Like, and so it was like, that's a lot of money for a 24 year old, yeah, you was, know, I was making yeah, <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> IT was a big thing back yeah. then. You know, like, and it was like, oh shoot, ask me where that money's at today. I I either ate it away, drank it away, partied it away, gave it away. What happened? I was unbridled, ungoverned, undisciplined. And I I did not make good decisions because of youthful lust. All this new stuff, right? All this new stuff. I can do all this now. But now it's like just because you can doesn't mean you should. And Paul is teaching his star pupil the same way that life taught Pastor Jared, which was, look, you can keep living this way. You can keep living driven by a specific appetite or a specific desire or a specific emotion. Tell me how that works for you. It may not take you and probably will not take us where we want to go. And Jared put it in, in a really, really clear place in the book of Deuteronomy. I put before you the choice, life or death. You choose, right? And then God says, he helps you cheat on this cosmic multiple choice test. Right. What do you say? Choose life so I can bless you and it'll go well with you.
1: But it's so it's so important for this generation because they're being lied to about what life is. Come on. So you you and I grew up absent of social media and absent of having access to the world. So I grew up in my little, you know, like everybody did back then. Yeah, your family bubble, yeah. and that was yeah. it. You watched TV at night, yeah. and it was just sitcoms of, t- you know, it mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't anything. It was yeah. just recorded stuff that right. they played. And nowadays, though, your generation is is being lied to that this is life, right? Or this is life, or this type of behavior is life. I mean, I watched a reel earlier, and. Um, it was like, it was very funny. I mean, I laughed, but it was this girl, like, I felt like eating that, so I ate it. I felt like doing that, so I did it. And it was like all the things that she said were terrible decisions, and she's like, and I'm happy. And it's like, well, but sometimes we're being told that the spontaneous decision brings happiness, but will it bring joy?
0: Right. Right.
1: Like, right. I would rather eat the double cheeseburger and fries and that will make me happy come on in that moment for 10 minutes come on but when I go to the doctor I'm not gonna have joy because I'm gonna get a bad report like I would love to buy everything I like online. Everything, everything. I'm not one of these people who like goes to the mall and goes, Oh, I didn't see anything I like. I'm like, (laughs) I like everything. I want it all. (laughs) I'm like, my my wife can go shopping and she'll be like, I didn't like anything. I'm like, I liked the (laughs) whole store. (laughs) What do you mean, which shoes did I want? The whole place. (laughs) (laughs) I want all those. (laughs) Yes. And the jeans. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm like, I'm not like that. But so I can do things that make me happy. Yeah. But it will not bring joy. Yeah. As a continuous experience in my soul because that credit card payment will come and I can't afford it.
0: Do you remember the moment when the credit credit card bill came and you're like, oh, that's not free money.
1: Well, I, I, I do, I was, you were taught it. I wasn't, I was, and I was I like, wait, I, w- I was like,
0: I remember being like 19 and I got like my first credit card and it's I like, was just, oh. and I was like, oh, what? I, dude, I was balling too, I was like, like $500 limit. I was like, shoot, yeah, bro, <laughs> right? Me. Then it was like, oh, you gotta pay that back?
1: Right, now? Yeah, for real. <laughs> right
0: now. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think, I think that's, that's, but that's the big idea, right? Is like, like there's a lot of new now, right? What would happen if if you were able and if we were able to settle down the emotions? Settle down and say no to the impulses today. Yeah, that's so good. Right? Say or and just get,
1: know which ones to trust.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, there absolutely. are impulses that you need to follow and trust. Absolutely. And then there's impulses that you need to go, whoa.
0: Absolutely.
1: Red flag. Absolutely. Like, no thanks.
0: Absolutely. Right? And and be and, and be able to say, okay. I know there's a lot of new now, right, And but, but I've also got to get a perspective for not just now, but for then, right. for if and when, right, like, let me ask you this question, it's a room full of young adults, right, so I'm assuming most of us have a job in the room, yes. right, okay, put your hands up, I'm going to put us on the spot, if you're listening, put your hands up, all right, most of us have a job, okay, um, keep your hands up, okay, you have, you have jobs, okay, um, you, ha- you have a retirement account 401k, keep your hands up. If you have a retirement oh. account, 401k, other investments, retirement and other investments. Bitcoin. <laughs> I hope you have Bitcoin. It just—it's been up about seven to nine percent. This this it, it, it hit sixty-six thousand k a, a coin. I made a nice little bag this week on Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. good for you. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Give, <laughs> give my ties. That three million dollars ain't gonna pay for itself. <laughs> I'm with it. Okay, watch, look. Okay. Look at this. Again, every, everyone has a job. Hands up. Hands up. Hands up. Every single one of you have the opportunity and the capacity to have an investment account, to have a retirement account. And we think, oh, well, one day it'll have to be, you can put your hands down, one day it has to be $10,000, $20,000. No, it can be $3 yeah. right now. Seriously, you're like, if you could be 22 years old, and if you, if you would put $7 a week, bro, away, right? Again, say no to the impulse today. Just don't go to Chipotle once. Which, by the way, a, no- a normal meal at Chipotle is $11. What the heck? It's like beans and rice and chicken. It's my grandma's house. <laughs>
1: They just add an avocado to it. And, <laughs>
0: and that, that's the most expensive avocado on the yeah. planet. You want avocado? $17. Yeah. Right? Like, oh my gosh, right? But listen, but listen. And
1: then you wonder why you're broke.
0: <laughs> Dang. Yeah.
1: But yes or no, Jared. Like, like, so you have a $1,000 iPhone.
0: Oh, whoa,
1: whoa. But, whoa! but you have no money in a savings account.
0: You have a smartphone, but dumb money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're just, so you <laughs> You just came on with that, dude.
0: Oh my god. Oh my no, but listen, but, but for real, like it doesn't have for to real, be though. It doesn't have to be perfect. See that's the issue, right? A lot a lot of us will feel this 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 fear of right now responsibilities. It's not that scary. It's not. For some of us, like, we, we could crush life if we would just confront it and say, you know what? Hold on. No. This whole thing's not going to outsmart me. It's not. Okay, 401k, I don't know what that is. I'm going to Google
1: it. I'm going to read about it.
0: IRA, what is that? I don't know. I'm going to read about I'm
1: it. I'm going to go ask those two guys that are talking about it right now. Right.
0: Right? One of my, one of, one of my heroes is Bishop T.D. Jakes. You know him? I love him. I love him. Right, and, and he says, he said this, someone asked him, Jared, and they said, Bishop, you're always, always, always at pioneering. And you're in things, you're doing things that, you, you, how did you learn to be, be a movie producer, right? I mean, he was working with Sony Pictures for a long time, you know, yeah. did a couple movies and all that. And he said this, he said, you know, there are a lot of things that I don't know how to do, but I know this, as long as I can read and pray, I can figure anything out. Yeah. If I can read and pray, I can figure anything out. You know what reading and praying is, though? It's discipline.
1: Yep.
0: It's discipline. It's controlling our thoughts. It's controlling our focus. It's saying, rather than wasting time binging on Squid Games, <laughs> I'm coming for you,
1: yeah.
0: right? What, what, what if rather than watching three episodes, episodes of Squid Game, you watched one and then spent 45 minutes looking at, okay, how do I open a Robinhood account?
1: Right. How do I get started?
0: How do I open Acorns?
1: Or what, or what if you, you downloaded an app that digitizes your spending and shows you where you're spending it and also then formulates that into a monthly budget so that you can see where your money's going so you can get control of it and start making your money work for you right. instead of you being a slave to it. Hello. Like that, nowadays, I mean, when I was growing up, you had to like do that on paper. <laughs> your checkbook. You had to like get a checkbook. You had to wait till the end of the month till your statement came in the mail. You had to figure out what that meant. You had to try to remember all those places. Yeah. They didn't even put yeah. the names. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, you can log on on your phone to your bank account. It's like, dude, you spent $5 at Starbucks on this date at this time. Like. They just put a dollar amount back in the day. You had to like, what was that? What oh my it? God, what did I do three <laughs> weeks ago? <laughs> what was $74 yeah. dollars and 86 yeah. cents? I mean, yeah. you had no idea. So, I mean, now it's so easy. I mean, there's, well, the truth is in 2021, there's no excuse for ing- ignorance. There's no okay. excuse for it.
0: Did you, did you hear that? There is, there is no excuse for ignorance. So, um, someone asked us um, on the on our question sticker. Someone said, "What's the most '90s thing you still do?" <laughs> we got audience spikes. Um, and, uh, but it was Kevin. Thank you. Uh,
1: what is the most '90s thing that you do?
0: I still listen to Tupac.
1: Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is that too honest? No. Please don't be it's mad great. at me, Pastor don't. Jerry.
1: <laughs>
0: I still, I still, I, 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 I was st- listening to
1: Eminem. This yes, time. sir.
0: <laughs> I do, man. I do. We'll, we'll do a whole, we'll do a whole nother <laughs> right. episode on how to, there's no such thing as good music today. Like there's, or very few, <laughs> very gonna little. We're going to be those guys. It's, yeah, we're going to be those guys. Um, uh, but, but. If so you you're music of my age.
1: <laughs> oh that, How
0: did we? How did we? How were we become those guys? How
1: to lose the culture? Uh, how, <laughs> in ten words.
0: But there was there, so so. Every once in a while, this is a true story. Every once in a while, I miss some of the cartoons that I grew up with. Like I miss Saturday morning cartoons. Stayed by the bell. Oh, bro, Kelly Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski. Why we don't leave it alone? <laughs> Jesus name, help us, deep.
1: <laughs> no one got it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kelly <laughs> Kapowski. <Yeah. laughs>
1: There's like three people. <laughs> they didn't even think it's funny. No, my God. Nobody.
0: I love it. Um, we have an inside joke. Uh, anyway, uh, but do you guys understand Saturday morning cartoons? You do? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, all They're
1: our age. Yo, yo,
0: yo. So there was a cartoon. There was a cartoon called G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You guys know G.I. Joe? What? Are you for real? Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. So G.I. Joe is awesome, right? And she had G- so G.I. Joe always had a, a moral to the story, yeah. right? And so at the end, the leader of the Joes, what was his name? Duke, right? He would come out and he would say, and, and like there's like a little kid, like little Timmy, right? We're talking about Timmy right? Little Timmy was like, and Timmy, this is why you say no to drugs or whatever, right? And I mean, say no to drugs. Um, and then he would be, and he would say this, and he would say, and Timmy, now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Yeah. Right, and you said, this day and age, there is no excuse for right. ignorance. There's no excuse. Knowing is half the battle. Yeah. Right, Pro- what does Proverbs say? In all, it, wisdom is what? Principal thing? The principal
1: thing? thing, in all your wisdom, get, a, get understanding.
0: In all you're getting, get an understanding. Yep. You know, pursue an understanding. I think
1: though, in, in today's world, information is not the challenge. It is deciphering information into truth that benefits your life in a healthy manner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: there is an endless amount of information, an endless amount of opinion, and an endless amount of manipulation. That's
0: it right there. Yeah.
1: That is being funneled into our lives from every area In every aspect, from both political parties, uh, no matter how you vote, they're both doing it just from a different angle. Yeah. Um, And it's coming at you, and there has to be a discerning, pastor word. I love it. To filter what is actually truth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's so important, like, with a conversation like this. I think that's why we're seeing such a passion in, in the culture. We're even seeing it at church beyond prime culture. There is such a passion. Hey, I just want truth. Right, right. I, I, show me truth. Right. Even if it hurts my feelings, I just need truth. Right. Because, especially these last 18 months, it's just been one lie after another, one manipulation after another, one changed opinion from one day to the next. Like, H- homie, last week you said this. Yeah. Oh no, oh, I know I said that, but now it's this. Yeah. What? What?
0: You can change your mind like that. But you, should, like be, that. Right. But you right. should
1: believe me. Right.
0: But why would I? I believed you right. last week. And then I'm not even doing what I'm asking you
1: to do. Right, and then also I'm uh, not going to do it. So, you know, I mean, there's just been, and that's not an isolated incident. That has been everywhere right and so now you come to like a scripture like this right, right. where Paul goes just stop yeah Like just stop stop just stop, stop and get back to the truth and you read it it's faith and love and peace yep and here's how you make your decisions yep. or excuse me faith and righteousness and peace yep here's how you make your decisions does it align with righteousness right right so which simply that's just a big bible word for does it align with living the way god wants you to live that's it like just does it align does it align with so
0: can we we pause that real quick because i want you i want you i want us i mean in the room and listening and watching i want us to really grab hold of that okay righteousness now All of us are the righteousness of God by faith in Christ. You're made right with God. But that's not the righteousness we're talking about. Now, in the that's life, eternal righteousness. Yes, that's that's redemption and eternal righteousness. Righteousness that Paul is telling Timothy, young adults, to on how to pursue life and how to live a life that honors God. Literally, he says pursue, lean towards, move towards righteousness. Pastor Jared said God's way of doing things. Right. I, right, right. Obviously, write that down. Okay. If you want God's results, you've got to do it. God's way, right?
1: I've heard people say that before. I, I've, it's, I think Somebody it's brilliant. It. It's amazing. It should, should, be one of
0: the, should be one of the commandments, right? Watch this. And, and to, to dig that a little bit deeper, I want you to write this down and, and, and think about it this way when you go back to meditate on this, right? Conforming my life to the higher standard and authority of God. A lot of times, generationally speaking, on, I, I hear it. this from say you. It. I want God to conform right. to me. Right. I want God to be okay with how I'm doing it. Hey God, listen, I know your way says I shouldn't li- we shouldn't be living together, but. but I don't see anything wrong with that, so we're gonna do it my way, and you know what, you should bless it. Hey God, listen, I'm gonna do, the- I'm gonna be dishonest at work, and I'm gonna steal a little bit, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna take this, hear me, look, but I still want you to bless me. I still want you to, do, I still want your, your good things for me. And God's like, dude, look, I love you and you're, you're made righteous. However, there is not a fruit of righteousness in your life, yep. right? Because that's literally what Paul is telling Timothy. If you want to live a life that honors God, that for real honors God, not just in like, oh, we love God and we love what he does for us. And you know, life is a good life. That's great. But we're not, he didn't say you want to be a vessel of a good life. He said a vessel of honor, a life where the light of God shines through you and you look and live and are different in culture and in society. Because, can I, can I, can okay, I'm just gonna go and I I love y'all enough to say it. Welcome to being pastored. Okay? My, my, My life got put back together because I had pastors in my life who loved me enough to tell me and call me on my crap. And say, Cruz, like, I love you, but you're stupid. I love you, but you're wrong. I love you, but you're about to derail your life. Does that make sense, right? Look, one of the reasons why I, why I believe Christianity is not taken seriously in culture anymore is because of the inconsistency of Christians. Mm. For real. No, like for real. No wonder Jesus is looked at like a joke. Because we live like we what's different? Now, no one in this room.
1: Yeah, other people.
0: Other people. (laughs) Right? But this is what Paul is telling Timothy. Listen. Listen. If you're going to live a life that honors Jesus, then you're going to live a life that aligns yourself to conform. That you know what conformity means? I adapt. I change, I contort, I shift. My, my my life gets inconvenient so I can fit in alignment with God's higher authority.
1: Yeah.
0: That's what it is. That's literally pursuing well,
1: righteousness. Proverbs also says that it's wisdom. Yes, sir. So the beginning of wisdom is, is the, fear. the fear of the Lord. Talk which about which it.
0: Talk it, which, about
1: it. Which is just being accountable to God. That talk about it. The New Testament way of saying it is what you just said. You just live God's way. That's the beginning of wisdom. The continuance of wisdom is faith. Come on. So the Bible, so the New Testament says you, there is no pleasing God without Without, faith.
0: That's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. There is
1: no pleasing God. And faith brings to life what you are hoping for. And we're all hoping for the abundant life right? Like we all want peace and joy yeah. and happiness. Yeah. We want to be healthy and live long days. We want to bear good fruit. At least I hope we do. Like, I mean, that's why we're here, right? <laughs> uh, so wisdom starts with saying, okay, Lord, like what I did, like, all right, God, all right. I'll do it your way. Okay. I'll just I'll go ahead way. and do it your way. This your hasn't way. been working. Right. So right. my, my having my, my foot half in and half out, right. it's not working it like, your way. So, okay, I'm just going to step in your world, God. I'm going to let you make me right. Let you help me with all these issues I've got. And I'm just going to start obeying you. Yeah. And then you start walking by faith. Right. So you begin with wisdom and you walk. I mean, you get you begin with doing it submitting to God basically, and then you walk your life out in faith. And and faith is just Believing, speaking, and choosing. Yes, sir. Like we're talking about our choices. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So to choose that no matter what's happening in my life, I'm going to believe what God says about me.
0: I love what you said. I love this, man. I, I, hope, I hope this is making sense to us. And I hope this is blessing you. Okay? I mean, I, I, this, is, this is a little bit of, of, this is what Paul would call meat. Right. Okay? This, this is what, call, what Paul would call meat. This is what disciples eat. This is what real Christians eat right here. Okay. Not saying no other people aren't real Christians, but I'm saying like this will grow you.
1: Yeah. Well probably right? do this so much that I mean, there's the story where the guy fell asleep while Paul was doing this. It <laughs> fell out of the window and died. Paul was a bad from boy. Paul was a bad boy. And he meeting. comes back and
0: keeps talking. <laughs> he didn't
1: think like, well, I guess you guys are tired. <laughs> he, <laughs> he just says no, no, no. Goes and raises the guy from the dead and comes back <laughs> in and keeps going. <laughs> Paul was and a we g. Get, bro. We get worried about going more than 30 minutes. I know. So,
0: oh my gosh. Um, but I, I love, I love what you said, Jared. Where, where. Like it begins with righteousness, doing God's way. Wisdom begins there. It's carried out now through faith. Faith is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, believing and speaking, right? What's believing? Believing is putting a confident trust in. Are you gonna be certain that the decisions you're making right now are absolutely the right ones? No, but you have a confident trust that if I do things God's way, I'm gonna get God's results. I may not know how, I'll, this is one of my favorite statements. I declare this, and I, pr- I feel like I pray this all the time. Like, Lord, I don't know how, but I know who. Mm-hmm. I know you. I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know how we're going to build this, and I don't know how this is going to work. However, I know who. And if I know who, then I know your principles. I know how you want me to do things, and so I'm going to do them your way. You'll take care of the how yeah. as I honor the who.
1: Well, your believing, Does that make sense? Your believing is also a choice. Yes, sir. Because every day we are inundated with choices of what to believe. That's great. And so every day, kind of, you know how when you make spaghetti and you put it in the strainer?
0: You had right? made spaghetti. <laughs> I
1: know, right? It's kind of time. <laughs> and so you strain it. So you have to strain mm. the information mm. through your choice to believe first yeah. the Word of God. Yeah. yeah. And if it does not align with the Word of God, you are not staying in my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm choosing to believe this. Yeah. And so every day I choose that belief. Yeah. And so if it's contrary, if it's not filled with the things that godliness produces, then I say no to it. Right. Right. And to tell you the truth, and we're talking about choices, right? So that filters
0: a lot of choices. The
1: majority of your choices. Life actually gets very easy because you create such a simplistic boundary on your life. Yeah. Yeah. Does this align with the word of God?
0: Now I'll, I'll, I'll say this. You, and you said a good word. It, it, a simplistic boundary. I think life gets simple. It still has its weight and its complexity, but well, it's not God, but the, the, challenge right. Or but obstacles. the decision becomes simple. It's like, but "Oh, the decision this decision becomes honor, clear. This, this honors God. This right. this 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 is edifying to people." Right. Okay, this then okay, here it is. Clearly, yep. this is the decision is I need. To make. Yep. This is generosity. Yep, is faithfulness. This Absolutely. is integrity. Absolutely. Like, and and believing, real believing will be Betrayed by your behaving.
1: But we're right? being lied to now that boundaries are bad. <laughs> like that's a like. Dude, oh, you shouldn't have boundaries. Dude, dude, do what you want, say what you dude. want, feel what you want. Okay, here we go. Like, just.
0: I'm, just I'm, I'm, uh, let's go there. I want to go there. Everything, go there. everything go there. you
1: think is true I because there. you thought it. I want to go there. Oh. Let's go there. Like or everything you feel is right because you felt. Come it. on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like so. <laughs> So,
0: we talk, you and I talk about this all the time. (laughs) We, like, couple hours, couple couple hours a week, we talk about this, like, we talk about this all the time. A lot. Okay.
1: Is there more water, like, is there any? Okay. Can I get a water?
0: Um, Thanks. So, check it, check it. I'm gonna quote Bishop Jakes again. Bishop Jakes said this, that, it's a scary, man, that's a lot of water right there. Like, put some in here.
1: Like, this put, is up, the some, abundant up, like, life. <laughs> and it's that <laughs> alkaline thing Ooh. that they say is so healthy. Well, hit, me, hit
0: me with some in here.
1: Okay, go ahead. Keep talking. All, All right. right. I got you.
0: Okay. So so Bishop, Bishop said this. He, I heard them say this one time, and I was like, oh, my gosh. He said, it's a scary place to be when the book on truth that you quote the most is the one that you wrote, right? And more than ever, it's your generation that is saying, I just want my truth. My truth. I'm just looking for my truth. What's my truth? And it's, and it's great, right? And it, not great, but it's like, the, the thought is my truth is great as long as it's good for me. Many times we don't think about the ramifications uh, and and the collateral and the and the domino effect of living out your truth and you know I, I've arrived here with Pastor Jared a couple times and I and I'll say okay <clears throat> then okay then let's use this logic okay okay so. You're saying, well, this is my truth. And let's just be honest. We'll we'll say this is my truth and I'm living my truth because we're just trying to justify our current way of living. And when we say I want my truth, what we're saying is I don't want accountability. I don't want responsibility. I don't want ownership. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Listen, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and be God. All right. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and be God. My word is truth. My way of doing things is the ultimate way. So I'm going to be God. Now, okay, great. Then then I'll I'll, I'll see you on that platform. But how far are you are you going to really let it go? Because that thought that thought process, if we're being honest, is so hypocritical. Right, Because you'll say, hey, this is my truth and I'm going to hold on to it and, and you need to be okay with my truth. Okay, what, what, what are we going to do with a guy who says, well, my truth is I'm attracted to seven-year-old boys? Wow. Ooh, yeah. What are you going to do with that guy? Yeah. Oh, okay, so now you're going like, oh, but what happened? It's his truth.
1: But that's his truth. I mean, if, where, where does that where do you slope, tr- the slippery slope, where does it stop? Yeah.
0: And we all go like this, and you don't even have to like honestly. You don't even have to have a the worldview or the construct of Christianity or biblical framework to go like this. Oh, because I've 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 pushed back this way with atheists, and I've said this to them. Well, okay, well then let's go down this road. And the moment I say that statement I just made, they go, Oh, do you want to know why? Because there is a higher authority that's wired into every single one of us. every single one of us, there is a higher authority that's wired into us. I never taught you never taught your kids right or wrong. The moment they knew like the moment they messed up, they knew it was wrong. I never sat and taught them the hierarchy or some sort of legal interaction I me. I mean, you live with the lawyer, so maybe you did, but like <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying?
1: Right. And the per- Well, the Bible says that that the the s- word of truth is mm. laid up on a man's spirit. Mm. Yeah.
0: Written on his heart, yeah. It's written in their yeah. heart. Yeah. Like it's brilliant. It's your brilliant.
1: your your real self, your spirit knows, knows the truth. Knows. Because your spirit was in heaven. Before it That's came true. into a body, Amen. And it Amen. lived in the world of truth, Amen. And it came here, and it is laid up in your spirit. That's why so many people they walk into a church, mm, and they have this sudden <sighs> yeah. moment, yeah. and uh, often nothing has even been spoken, but it's because their word, their their spirit recognizes the Eternity presence of God is
0: in the hearts of men. and
1: it's there. Yeah. It's beautiful. Life. Or something gets said it's happened already while recording this for people in the room i guarantee you things have been said tonight and their spirit went <gasps> yeah i know that's true yeah Absolutely. i know that's true Absolutely. now then their mind goes no don't do it oh my god i'll have to break up with that person i'll have to not be friends with them oh my god what if i well i can't keep doing that i can't oh so then your flesh your mind tries to drown out right the truth right right
0: right? This is why, this is why, was it James who said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Man, my spirit is willing, right? Wow. Okay. And so faith, we were talking about pursuing, right? This is how we pursue life that honors God and good decision-making. So righteousness, so Paul tells Timothy. Pursue righteousness. Align yourself with God's way of doing things. Have faith, believing, and speaking. Speaking literally means corresponding behavior, okay? James would say it this way. Oh, you believe? Show me. Show me. Oh, you're a Christian? Show me. (laughs) Oh, you're born again and saved? Show me. Show it to me. Because there's a world out there that's literally saying that. Oh, Oh, you know Jesus? Show
1: me. Show me.
0: Oh, you have something that can change my life? Show me.
1: Yeah, I don't care about your words.
0: Show me. And James literally says this. Oh, you believe it? That's great. Demons believe and tremble also.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Even even the devils believe in Jesus.
0: It's not just about believing. It's about behaving. Right? And that's where faith comes in. Faith is the work of righteousness. It's righteousness at work. Right? Um, and another, another thought that, that when Paul tells Timothy, pursue faith, he's also telling him, pursue faithfulness. Yeah. Be faithful. Let me say it to, this way, to you this way, stick to it. Yeah. Stick to it. A lot of times we give up before we ever get the benefit yeah. of harvesting fruit. Yeah. You'll sow and then just quit and walk away, oh. and fruit dies on the vine, yeah. right? Here Let me give you a definition of faithfulness that the Lord kind of put in my heart a couple a couple like months ago I, hopefully this is, this isn 't like arrogant, but like i was I was researching faithfulness um, and i couldn 't find a, a definition that like helped like the way I, I I perceive faithfulness like it defined it the way I perceived it, so I just wrote it the way I perceived it and so faithfulness is this faithfulness is a commitment to the original agreement, especially. When you're presented with new options, right. faithfulness is commitment to the original agreement. That's awesome. Especially when presented with options. A guy who doesn't have other girls hitting on him doesn't have a hard time being faithful. Right. But when you have an option,
1: right. who are you gonna be?
0: That's when you have a choice to be faithful. Faithfulness only shows up. And only, it's only seen at work when you have options. And I'll tell you what, your generation has a lot of options. There's a lot of options, a lot of options. But Jesus said, I'm the only way. Yeah. Right? Do yourself a favor. Go listen to the last Culture Night message on the way. Right? You can do it your way. You can you do teaching it his way. the
1: truth this coming one?
0: The truth. No, we, we taught that in week two and week three of the oh. podcast. Oh, great. It's really good. Awesome. It's on the, on the word of God. Yeah. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is great. truth. You awesome. can't have truth without the word of God. Awesome. Shameless plug. Go listen to the podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> the truth, right? Yeah. yeah. So we taught the way, the truth, and then the life tonight, right? Um, right. So faithfulness is seen in firm persuasion. I, I, I have firm persuasion. Think about persuasion this way. You're being influenced. You're being drawn, right? Um, I shared persuasion with, I'm, I'm persuaded. I shared it with the church on Wednesday night at, um, at the West side. Um, and I said, look, here's what persuasion looks like being persuaded. Okay. When my kids started walking, I played this game called who do you like most with my kid. And I put Diana on one side of the room and I came to the other side of the room and I said, whichever one the kid walks to is the one they like the most. Right. And Diana played along, thank God, right? And what, what did we do? We started saying, come here, baby, come here, baby. If you come here, if you come here if you, come here, if you come here, we started persuading them. Who won? Diana won every oh, time.
1: all right. <laughs> every time, like,
0: all she's right. still winning, yeah. like, you know? Um, but watch, you have powers in the world and influence in the world and yeah. things and spirits and options in the world that are persuading you, that are drawing, you. come here, come here, it's not that bad. It's good on this side. Yeah. This, come on, come over here, come, come here, come here. And faithfulness is seen, I'm firmly persuaded. You know, I would pray that at the, end of, at the end of our race, or even currently in your current race, that you would be able to have that thing that rise, rose up in the Apostle Paul in Romans 8, when he said, and I am persuaded. Yeah. That neither life nor death nor heaven nor hell nor principalities nor powers nor things to come that there are things that, that 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 are that are now nor nakedness or peril nor sword nor death nor anything in the sky above or the earth below or and nor, not even the sins that the worst sins in all of scripture, nothing can separate me from the love of God. I'm persuaded Yep. I'm convinced, I'm, I'm convinced that doing it this way is the only way, it's my only option. I have no other option, and I heard it said this way, that if you're gonna take an island, you gotta burn the ships.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: If you're gonna take a life, and you're gonna, you're gonna take this, and you're gonna push and pursue this vision, you gotta pr- close the doors on the other options. And maybe just maybe the one thing keeping us from the life that the Lord wants us to live—a life that honors Him—is the fact that we keep going into other doors, man.
1: Right.
0: We keep sneaking into the other into other the, options. The question
1: you have to ask yourself is, how, how's that working out for you?
0: <laughs> I love when your dad says that. Like, like how, how's, that working, how, out for how's
1: you? that working for you? So you're living your truth, you're you're living your way, and you're still broken. You're yeah. still hurting. Yeah. You're as anxious or depressed as you've ever been. You got no money. You're making money, but you have no money. You're not happy. Yeah. So, how's that working? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, we're, we're inundated with all this and being told to, what to believe. While at the same time, anxiety in America is higher than it's ever been, depression is higher than it has ever been. Alcoholism is higher than it has ever been Abuse in marriages is higher than it has ever been Suicide Suicide is being attempted and succeeded More than ever More than it has ever been And that is including when you adjust for population All of it is higher than it's ever been So the question is, is this working? No, obviously it's not Obviously not but there is a way that works.
0: Yeah, like, faithful.
1: I've set you before you, life, death. Yeah. You choose. Yeah, yeah. But y- you get life when you align your truth to the truth. So like, it's brilliant, Jared. It, like it's so good. you submit your truth yeah. to the truth, yeah. and the truth is the divine word of God.
0: Amen so good
1: but we we like th- so we're being told we don't want boundaries but no i just want to i just want to believe i want but boundaries don't get you anywhere yeah I, I mean lack of boundaries don't get you anywhere yeah. you have to have boundaries yeah. i mean the greatest example i talked about this two sundays ago is the freeway <laughs> yeah. uh, imagine if we took the center cement barrier out and remove the little things, you know, little bumps. <laughs> the bumps. So, yeah. You know, like what? What do you call Dude, those? When I first the, started driving, the my, lane dividers. Yeah,
0: when I first started driving, like my dad would, I would, I would like veer onto those, and my dad, would be like, you know, you're not blind, you don't have to drive on those, like, <laughs> like braille, like for your car. <laughs> so, so random, but like.
1: <laughs> but like, can you imagine if we just removed them all? Took away the speed limit Dude, no and bandits. said, Hey, here's some here's some concrete out here. They'll
0: do whatever you want.
1: Let's see how you do. Get there. <laughs> God bless. It would be abject chaos yeah. Yeah. from five AM in the morning until ten thirty PM at night. Yeah. And from ten thirty at night till five AM, the crews would come and clear off all the cars. And everybody that had crashed, and right. I mean, it would just be total chaos. Right. Why? Because boundaries actually help you get to where you yeah. want to go. They're
0: a blessing. So good, like so good, so good. Wow! Can we land the plane? You glad you came tonight? Somebody like, oh my gosh, like I need to get my, I need to get my life together.
1: Okay, but one more thing. We didn't get to it, but we no, got to no, no, get we, to it. No, we can okay, get, no, so.
0: we're, not, we're not, we're landing. We're not, we're not done. You know, okay, we'll just but you got to,
1: if we're talking about decisions. Come on. Okay. So there's a couple things. You, you set the course of your life. The standard of your life is God's way. Yeah. The choice you make is faith. Yeah. The result you search for is peace. Yep.
0: Yeah. That's it.
1: So... I've taught the church this. Peace is health, welfare, prosperity, and every kind of good. Yeah. So you just ask yourself, is this going to produce health? Like, which of these decisions is going to give me or my marriage or my body or my mind or my career, or my job, health? Yep. Okay. Um, in choosing this, these two options, which one is most likely gonna lead to welfare in my life. Like, you know, just welfare, like living well, right? Well, being well. It's not complicated. Like, where will prosperity be in here? Well, prosperity is where there's generosity. Because God produces prosperity from generosity. So like, my dad's told me this, and this is some of the greatest advice. When when faced with a difficult decision, always choose the generous option. You'll never regret generosity, even if your generosity is taken advantage of. Mm. You won't regret. Brilliant. You won't regret that you chose generosity. Now, the person who took advantage of you, they'll probably have regret.
0: Yeah. And they're going to have to account to God.
1: And they're going to have to account. But you won't regret it. Why? Because you sowed seed. Yep that God can produce a harvest from because he knows your heart. That's
0: great. That's great.
1: So, and then lastly, is this going to produce good? Every kind of good? So, okay. Like, which of these decisions, which of this behavior will produce long-term good? Yeah. Not happiness, because happiness is moments. Yeah. No, which one is going to produce joy? Yes, sir. Which one of of these is going to get me to the vision I have for my life? Yes, sir. Which one of these is going to... will spending this money help me buy the house? Hmm. Like, will buying this help me take the family on vacation? No, it won't. So no, we want to go on the vacation. Yeah. Like, just will this behavior, I'm showing up to work, indignant, (laughs) because is that going to get you the promotion? It might not get you fired, but it also won't get you promoted. Then you come to church, God, give me the promotion. Like, you ain't getting the promotion. Because you, like, you dude, have you don't a bad need me attitude. For that. Like, dude, like, you don't need me you for that. You have a bad attitude. You're not getting a promotion. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. you you search in your decision making for peace.
0: You know what I love is the context that that Paul puts peace in with when he's talking to Timothy is absolutely health, welfare, prosperity, every form of good. And then he says, and make sure it harmonizes. Yeah in your relationships. Yeah. Like he now shifts gears and he says, if you're going to live a life that honors God and a life that is one of righteousness, That's faith, awesome. of love and of peace, then ask yourself in, in the context of your relationships, does this harmonize? You guys understand the word harmonize? Like does this sound good together? Does this go together? Like if you if you've ever have you ever heard like one person singing really good and then the other person like just is yeah. off pitch is like oh, you're yeah. just like, ooh, those don't go together." Yeah. That's not harmonizing.
1: Yeah. Usually yeah. I'm the one singing good. But, well,
0: for, for and, yeah. Felipe, and Felipe Felipe.
1: You
0: know, me. <laughs> um but, but but think about it, right? He literally pulls it into the context of relationships. Because that's 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 a massive area. for for your generation. Like, I mean, our moms were right. I I mean, obviously I have a Mexican mom, and she said it in Spanish. Dime con quien andes y te digo quien eres. Right? In Spanish, like, show me your friends, I'll show you who you are. Right? Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. I mean, that's 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 an age-old adage and axiom that says, like, we are the sum total of our five closest friends. And so if you look at your friends, right, when, when, if you look at your friends, that might explain (laughs) the situation, right? Like getting relationship advice from people who are jacked up. It's like seventh graders getting relationship advice from each other. Like, nah, dude, I'm not doing like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to go talk to the dude that has been faithful to his wife for 20 years who like is like, like when I, when I hear his wife talk, she talks good about him. Yeah. I'm going to go talk to that guy who his kids love him and respect him. I'm going to go talk to that guy. That's who I'm going to get relationship advice from. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh my gosh, right? And so Paul tells Timothy, look, you'll find peace in the harmony of your relationships. For some of us, our friends and the people around us are robbing us of God's peace and stealing us stealing God's peace from us and and they're 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 not harmonizing a harmony adds to you doesn't take away a harmony makes life sound better not sound less than a harmony pushes forward not holds back right and paul tells timothy pursue righteousness faith love and peace watch this with believers He tells his young adult protégé, if you're going to find righteousness, faith, love, and peace, you're going to find it with believers who call and pursue the Lord from a pure heart. This is the power of this community. I remember when when I came to Jesus for real, for real. Okay? Um, I I haven't shared this context of my story out loud a lot. I, I will start Soon, you might be you might be some of the first to hear it. I'm pretty sure I was like a functional alcoholic by 19. I was drinking every day, right? Like every, every day. Um, when I come to Jesus for real, for real, like I was. I, my parents were my pastors the first 17 years of my life. I grew up in church. Blah 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 blah. All that whole story. Um, but I I come back and I and I, I give my life to Jesus for real. I believe in in a matter of a couple of weeks the the. The alcohol, and, and I, I, when people say you can't get addicted to weed, I beg to differ. Oh. I smoked oh. all day, every day, for about nine years. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I beg to differ. I had another conversation for another day, right? right? But in a, in, in a course of a couple of weeks, the Lord redeemed me, healed me, and, and that was a non-issue. However, I'll tell you this. My moments of relapse and my moments of tension were not because I had a problem with substance. I had a problem with my circle. And I was drawn back into it because of my social settings, not because of my spiritual condition. Yeah. And Paul told Timothy, listen, you're going to find this and you're only going to be able to f- pursue it in the context of relationship with other believers. Yeah, so People who have a pure heart towards God as well. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. You're, you're, at, you're at a C- Prime Culture podcast recording on a Friday night, right? But this is the power of you all and those of you who are listening and watching, opening your lives to people and inviting them in and saying, come on, let's pursue faithfulness together. Come on, let's pursue. You know what? I'm going to add to God's peace. I'm going to add to God's Welfare, prosperity, every form of good, like I'm, I'm, your health. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be someone who harmonizes God's purpose in your life. I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna help you pursue that. You know what? I'm gonna have courage. It, I, you know, you, you ever have you have people, someone around you? You're like, I wonder if anyone's gonna tell them about that. You know what I'm talking about? I heard I heard a preacher say this one time a couple couple of weeks ago, or like he said, the most hated person on earth is a woman with lipstick on her teeth because no one loves her enough to tell her. And I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if the culture will have the courage enough to let people know they've got lipstick on their teeth.
1: Also, will the culture have the strength to not be offended when they're the one that has the lipstick on their teeth? Help us Jesus. Right.
0: Help us Jesus.
1: Come on man. Help us Jesus. It's like you say anything to anybody now and it's like yeah. peace out. Yeah. I'm offended you said that. Yeah. I'm out. I'm never talking to you again. Well, I think
0: I think there's a you know, I think there's a part two to this conversation that I want us to have. All right. Which 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 <laughs> no, hear me. Now, well, let me ask you this question. If Pastor Jared and I would sit and talk about how to pursue mentorship, about the process of mentorship in our lives, how people mentored us, and how we're mentoring people now, because now we're, look, we, I feel like, we're kind of like we've been Timothys for a while, but now yeah. we're stepping into like Paul seasons. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, would, you, would you guys want to hear that kind of content? On like how to pursue a mentor, how to like, yeah? Okay, well we gotta do it, we gotta do it. But it begins with that being like, I'm not gonna get, my, I'm gonna get all my feels I'm just going to say get all butthurt, right? <laughs> I said that. When someone is honest with me, when someone loves me enough to tell me the truth and say, you know what, you're wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: You're, you're, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. And you're not, your life is not going to go where you think it's going to go if you keep doing that. Yep. You know? Um, I was sharing this with Pastor earlier, and we're, we don't have time to get into it. Um, but Paul, when Paul tells Timothy... Pursue it with believers, he's also giving him a, a a challenge to pursue people who are older than him and more mature than him. Right? Pastor Jared and I are exponentially smarter than you. Yeah. Thank you for saying amen.
1: <laughs> I, was <a> <laughs> I know.
0: Um but not it's but but it's not an IQ issue. It's a life experience thing. We've lived it. And, and, and when we talk about mentorship, we'll, we'll start at Proverbs 8, where it says, those of you who are inexperienced and naive, look, that, that's your biggest liability, is that you're naive and inexperienced. You just haven't lived long enough. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, you can hack it. How? By pursuing those who have astute common sense, Solomon said. Literally, stuff that's baffling you and overwhelming you, there are guys like us, and and there are individuals like us who are like, "Yo, that's common sense to me. Let me help you." But the question is whether or not you'll posture yourself, you'll pursue, you'll pursue righteousness, faith, peace, and love enough to receive it. You know, I'm I'm telling you, we're I'm, we're, we're in a place. I, I mean, the reason we started Prime Culture is because I had a conversation with you. I mean, we we had a conversation about the next generation, and then for real, it was like a yes when I like. Pastor Charles is going gonna, is gonna to be with us November Culture Night. Oh, really? We're going to have a conversation. Awesome. We're, we're like the November Culture Night is going to be like the, the, the gallery of faith or like a legacy of faith. We, we awesome. don't know what we're going to call it yet. Yeah. Wow. Um, but two years ago, Pastor catches me in a hallway, and he says this, and he starts crying. And he says, Cruz, I'm, I'm concerned that what guys like me have given our lives to for the last 50 years may be lost in the next generation. It says so many things. Number one, that our, that Pastor Charles believes that you guys can carry what he has. Right? Like, number two, he's looking to give it away. He's like, who's going to go? Who's going to pick this up? Who's going to take it? And we're, I I really, I really think we're, we're, if we're not in it, we're coming to it, that torch season again. Yeah. You know, we may not know the story of the torch. Maybe I'll have your dad talk about it in November. Right. But it's like, who, who am I giving this to?
1: Yeah.
0: Right in, in a few chapters in, in second Timothy, Paul tells Timothy, Hey, Timothy, you're up. I've fought the good fight. Yep. I've finished my race. I've kept the faith. Now it's time for me to inherit the crown of righteousness that God has for me. But you're up yeah. prime culture. You're up. Yeah. This is it, man. Yeah, no it one else is coming. No one. This is it. So when we talk about what's Abundant Church going to do, it's right here. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace.
1: Yeah. Amen. That's awesome. Good talk. You landed it, yeah.